The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's a good day to be a Yankee. Maybe. Maybe. Honestly, like, I'm not watching a ton of spring training games. I'm catching some of the spring training games. But it's not, you know, I'm not like, oh, 7 o'clock, I got to be in front of the TV. And all the push notifications, based on push notifications alone, the Yankees have not won a game all spring training. Yeah, there was a game, I think it was playing the Phillies, where they were down seven nothing tied it and then lost like 10 to nine I'm like what is going on here and it's just the notifications keep coming in it's like this is a disaster and like all the notifications are coming in on like guys who it's like i don't know who you are you're not the guys that i know Th- those guys are playing golf already dude exactly and you know what makes it hard is all of these day game day games during the week these weekday matinees i mean there there aren't many there aren't many night games During the week, it's tough. You maybe get one a week. Yeah. And like, that's what I'm catching, you know, Mm -hmm. but if it's like, hey, I'm going to get away with enough. Like day games where I'm going to be maybe not as fully focused on work because I've got it on the background during the season. Yes. Yes. That like you're not getting that on March 12th. I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm with you. But I feel like the number one topic in Yankee land right now is obviously shortstop. We got Peraza, we got Volpe, we got IKF. Volpe hitting 297 with a nice 422 OBP, couple steals, couple bombs. They've moved IKF to center field. It seems like he's kind of out of the running for the starting shortstop job. At least that's how I'm taking it. Where where do you see this shaping up? No, I'm so confused. Uh, honestly, like I still have not put it past like IKF playing the outfield the rest of spring training. And starting shortstop on opening day. Like, I don't put anything past the Yankees right now. I think the problem is, like, it would be... So, we've talked about it a million times. Volpe projects as a shortstop, as a second baseman. Long-term, yes. Defensive. Yep. We've just been down the path of 
guy projects as a second baseman. <laughs> we don't quite have a shortstop right now, so let's put him there. And we'll figure it out later. And it hasn't worked. And then, like, Peraza has been great with the glove, but the bat is almost non-existent. Yeah. And so, like, I don't see how, if it comes down to, like, IKF or Peraza, I don't see how you go with Peraza as the opening day sorting shortstop because he clearly has more to learn and the ability, like, the timeline to learn it, whereas IKF is just like, well, we know what we're getting. That's true. My counterpoint to that would be, I believe Peraza hit either 25 or 30 home runs again in AAA last year. I know it was AAA, but he had some pop. And again, in a limited sample size in the majors, he hit around 290, 295. I want to say last year again, I know it was a limited sample size. I don't know how much you can go off of the spring training, but I'm, I'm with you. I, I need elite defense at short. I'm done with these. Let's try this guy here. Let's try this utility guy here. Give me a, a flashy, smooth, kid that can pick it, that can fling that ball across the field, turn a sexy double play. I'm willing to sacrifice some offense for that and go with Peraza because I think the bat will come. And remember, it's a glove first position shortstop at the end of the day. It is a glove first spot. It is. I mean, Peraza's batting 214, but he's got a 353 on base percentage. He's drawn, you know, drawn a couple of walks. That's a ton of walks to have that average in that OBP, actually. That's a lot of walks. Four, four walks. So not a lot of at-bats then. <laughs> yeah, he's only got 28 at-bats. Okay. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten more But now, burned. like, when you look at, like, Volpe, he's got 37 at-bats. Like, that is – those are the at-bats that a major leaguer is getting. 38 at-bats. He's hitting 297. He's fast, man. Volpe can fly. Like, I didn't realize how fast this kid is. Well, I think it's a combination of he's he's fast. Like, I'll give you that. He's probably not the fastest person in the league. The bases are different and the pitch clock. It all helps. Yeah. So I think we're going to see a lot more stolen bases across baseball. And like we may inflate like because our numbers traditionally had been so bad. Aaron Hicks coming for those 30 steals with the new bases, baby. (laughs) Right. I mean, he was taking balls in center field today. He he misses balls and I'm not joking. It's to the point where I'm looking at the game and I'm like, I would have caught that. Like I am an above average rec league men's league outfielder. And I believe that I'm catching these balls that are falling in front of him. I'm dead serious. Yeah. I mean, you (laughs) you might actually like catch those balls. You know, there was the ball that Volpe was was camped under. Yeah. And Hicks is coming in and and just throwing things off. But, you know, when you look at like. Cabrera's got 37 at-bats. Volpe's got 37 at-bats. Um, you know, a lot of the, the big, like, Judge only is 27. Now, Judge doesn't need as much to get going, but Florio's got 33 at-bats. Like, some of these guys who have to show something are getting the opportunity to show something. And now, Volpe's showing something. I mean, but it's just like... Th- I know. And it's it's negative And we try not to be like super negative. We I, I'm always I'm preaching positivity on about like the team and not like giving up on them early in the season. But it's just like, what is Cashman going to do with this fucking roster? 
it is it is tricky. And I think everybody was pessimistic to the fact that, look, they're going to manipulate the service time. No shot. Volpe's going to be on the roster, even if he hits 600. And I completely forgot about this new rule with the latest CBA, where if you have a rookie on the roster opening day and they make they finish in the top third in rookie of the year voting, you get three extra draft picks. Which top is a three, big not deal. top third, top three, right? Top three. Yeah. Top three. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. So you get three extra draft picks, which is supposed to cancel out and be more of an impact in getting that sixth year of control and, and kind of just it, it's supposed to counteract the whole service time manipulation. So if Cashman's sitting there and obviously everything they do goes out of a calculator and into some equation. But if his equation and his army of analytical nerds are saying, well, the three extra draft picks are more valuable than the extra year service time. And we think he'll be in that you know top three in rookie of the year voting. Let's just have him up on opening day. I got to think that's a conversation they're having now. Do you know from that rule if that has to be like if that opening day has to be their first day on the roster? Like there are guys who come up late in the season. Like Judge. Judge came up, hit a bunch of home runs, one rookie of the year the next year. Yes. So like I don't know that all of Cashman's analytics like you are. I like the incentive. But thinking the way the Yankees think, like you are one rolled ankle away from losing service time and the draft picks. Yeah. You know, a guy goes down for three weeks a month. He can lose rookie of the year. You get hurt. You get hurt in triple A. But I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. No, I mean, I just don't know how much that factors in to Brian Cashman's thinking the first the first year of it, just because Brian Cashman is a dinosaur who yes. has not evolved with the game. Like, I think, like, Tampa's going to have some kid we never heard of come in third place every year. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll just have, they'll, they'll be like the Thunder have like a, a billion fucking draft picks. Like, that's what it'll be. Yeah, no, that's a factor. But the other thing is they've never been the one seed. This group has never been the number one seed at any point. And look, we all know a lot of times it comes down to one game here, two games there. They finish three games behind Houston. They finish two games behind Houston. Do they think that having Volpe up the entire way is a factor there and every game counts? The other the other thing, man, is you can't say this is a competition and the kid hits 300 with a 450 OBP, steals a bunch of bases, hits leadoff home runs, and he starts the year in AAA. Like they're going to, yeah, but he like got idiots. picked off that one time. <laughs> he needs Levine. to work on his base running. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I like in February, I would have said 0% shot. Now I'm, I'm like 50, 50 that he's going to be on the opening day roster. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's where it is, where I'm at too, because I think like, I, I just, I feel like a, a move still has to be made. Oh, 100%. They have like, like seven infielders for four spots. We've Yeah, seven infielders for four spots. No left fielder. Like, I know Hicks has been, like, taking balls in center field today. You pay Judge $40 million. Let him play center field. Let him start the season in center field. Bader comes back. He's the center fielder. Right? Yeah. Maybe, I guess, I guess Hicks is the left fielder. I guess because they want Cabrera in that. I think they want Cabrera in that super utility. 
Yeah, well, this is when the super utility comes into play. Right. Yeah, you got to yeah. start some games while some guys are injured. Stanton's going to play right. I, they might have Stanton out there opening day in right field just for, you know, it's opening day. You got the you got the red, white and blue banners flying. Yeah, might have Mountain right. For, for I think I think that that makes sense to do that. But. You know, the way the injury bug has just hit us and with the like really lack of doing it's weird to be like, oh, well, we resign. We resign the best offensive player available. We signed the best pitching player available, but we really did nothing this offseason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And with Bader, especially, I was probably I think all of us were a little bit ignorant because I was like, oh, you know, we're getting 150 games of a true center fielder for the first time in whatever, a decade. And I didn't realize like this guy's on the IL every year. He was in a boot when they traded for him. We just saw that electric postseason. And I think all of our brains went to, yeah, he's going to be out. Dude, there. We saw the mock turtleneck and it was 1998. That's all <laughs> it was. Dude, if he hit all those home runs and just like a long, like an under armor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mock turtleneck. No, it's a big it's a big factor. So, yeah, I mean, he he's maybe Bader seems like a guy that's going to miss 30, 40 maybe even 50 games. So yeah, no, it's, it does feel like Those they didn't make a lot of don't heal easily. No, 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 it is. It is scary. And, and obviously Rodon, I mean, I, they say it's minor. Anytime you hear forearm, I mean, that's an immediate red flag. Yeah. Yeah. Once you hear forearm from your brand new signed pitcher. Yeah. It's not, it's less than ideal. You know, and we've got, you know, Rizzo's looked all right, but you hear the back comes every once in a while. The bottom can fall out of this so fucking fast. <laughs> so fucking fast. I do not, like, I still believe that this team can come together, get guys healthy, and win the division. I don't think the division's going to be, like, super competitive. I also expect us to be in, like, fourth place at the end of April. Only yeah. back by like, you know, four games or something. But like, it, it's going to be a tough start to the season. It's it's tough to look at that schedule, look at these injuries and be like, you know what? I'm going to buy tickets and chance that it's 45 degrees there. Yeah, no, I hear you because they have I mean, they got the Phillies right away who are the NL champs. They got the, I think they play the Blue Jays twice in April. The Twins are pretty good. They play in April. The schedule schedule is kind of kind of tough. They play the Rays. It could be like 2021 where they sleepwalk through the first half and then go on like a big August, you know, 15 game winning streak on the West Coast when no one's watching. And all of a sudden they're back in the playoffs again. That kind of sounds like what you're hinting at. I mean, it could happen. It could also, you know, all those these guys are on the wrong side of 30. The scary part is last again last year they got they got so much out of Judge. I mean they got an all time triple crown type season that comes around what every fifty years a season yeah. like that. And it, just him even again we've talked about this even if he hits two eighty five with forty two home runs which is an incredible year. That's still like it's a letdown. 40, yeah no it's a letdown and and he he carried them so much last year like we can't have Stanton hitting two ten again and missing fifty games. You know, if, if judge doesn't replicate that. Yeah. You know, I. It's crazy to me. It, it does. It feels to a certain extent like we're trapped. Like I have, you know, I'll I'll tweet things 
kind of negative about the team at times. And then I'll get text messages from people who like who follow me, who like I know are just like, I'm not going to argue on Twitter, but like, da, 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 like this team is built to win 28. And I'm like, what are you fucking insane? Like where, 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 where? There's a point where like just believing and you know blind faith is like it's insanity. Now, do we have we have a lot of young pieces. We have a billion prospects that are all apparently like on the fringe of Major League Ready. I think there's an opportunity to make moves to make this team better, make this team younger. I think at a certain point this season, we're just going to have to eat Josh Donaldson's salary to let the let the kids play. But we shouldn't have let ourselves get like to to this point where like I have we have no idea. I can tell you right now that Cole is going to be on the mound. I could tell you Trevino is going to be catching. I could tell you Rizzo is going to be at first base. I can, with, I don't know, probably 85% certainty, tell you Glaber Torres is going to be at second base. I cannot 100% tell you who is going to be in any other position. I know Aaron Judge is going to be in the lineup. I know Stan's going to be in the lineup. Have no idea where. By default, I guess Hicks is going to be in the lineup. No idea where. And, like, that just doesn't sound like the recipe that ends up with Michael Kay in like a long leather jacket on a float <laughs> through the Canyon of Heroes. Next to Jay-Z. No, yeah, yeah. I, I, I hear you. There's, But there are ways to make the team better. They have it, very simple math. They have an influx of infielders that they could trade. Again, you trade Glaber for a number three starter, you just got better. Or you trade, or you decide you want to trade Peraza and make Volpe the long-term shortstop and get a pitcher for him. Like There are ways, and especially with Rodon – and Montas going down like that's the play is to trade one of these infielders for a guy that can eat some innings. Like, I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that there was a, a real window for trading Glaber. There's another like people text me and be like, we can't trade Glaber. He's like one of the best players we have. And I'm just like, based on <laughs> what? Based on what? He's not 22 anymore. And, like, if he turns into the player that we thought he could be, we can't afford him. So there was, I've said a million times, there was a window to trade Glaber to package up Hicks or Donaldson. You know, I would have done Donaldson's, some of his salary, make that move, shift IKF to third, let Peraza play short, let Volpe play second, Go out there and get Conforto, you know, assuming Bader stays healthy. Then you've got a you've got a decent field defensively. You're pretty good, and you've got some excitement out of the young guys. Yeah, no, that'd be ideal. And again, the ideal infield, I think, if you put a gun to anybody's head, is is Rizzo, Volpe, Peraza, and then DJ at third. I forgot DJ LeMayhew in that entire situation. He's obviously the third baseman there. I apologize. DJ. But Donaldson's going to be a. But Donald, that yeah. thing is like we're not going to have the best guys on the field. On, like Donaldson's going to be a third on opening day. Torres is going to be at second on opening day. And those guys aren't two of the best four outfielders on the team. Like that's what's frustrating is 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 we're not even going to have the best players on the field to start. At least I don't think. 
Yeah, I mean, I think DJ Mayhew's better than Donaldson. Of course. And Torres. And he's better than Torres. I think he's better than Glaber. I think, obviously, DJ has battled uh, some injuries the past couple of years. But before that toe injury, he was wiping the floor with Glaber through whatever, yeah. August 1st, yeah, last year. And But I think, like, we're good for, like, Glaber misses some games. Donaldson's definitely, I mean, the shoulder doesn't get better at 38. He looks As awful, a 38-year-old, let me tell you, none of it gets better. <laughs> Is he one of the players that you're younger than or no? No, he's actually younger than me. He's got he's you by better. like a couple weeks. 179. Dude, it, it's enough, man. Like, it's just enough. Like, stop. And and it, like, it's funny because Boone had a stupid quote where he's like, if you don't think he's capable of a bounce back, you're nuts. And the, the bat's flying out of it. He can't even hold on to the bat on his strikeouts. <laughs> Well, I think like that is one of the most annoying things that I have talked about with this. Um, like the media now. No one gives anyone a hard time like no one. Uh, if you think that Josh Donaldson isn't capable of a bounce back, then like you're crazy. OK, Aaron, point to one statistic that would yeah. say that yeah, we're the one. idiots <laughs> like no one challenges any of this shit. Yeah. Because there's too many media members who have access. They all want to be nice because, oh, well, if you won't talk to me, you know, like w- whatever the case may be, I would really like it that if they like if someone pushed back on some of this shit, someone held some of these guys accountable. Yeah, they really they really don't. They really don't. No, Yeah, there's no follow up question to that. The, the beat writers all just tweeted out. But, you know, Hoke's got to write his books like they yeah. all have their agendas. It's the it's the equivalent of a Republican on Fox News or a Democrat on yes. CNN. You're going to yeah. say whatever you want and they're just going to go, all right, keep it moving. No, you're, you're and exactly yeah, right. and that's what it is. I mean, I think Brian Hoke has a book coming out about Aaron Judge's season last year. Yeah, he's just pumping out anything he can. at this. I point. mean, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> It's like I watched every game. I watched him hit all 62, and then we didn't win. What is there to, to talk yeah. about? <laughs> There'll be, like, one interesting story maybe that, like, it'll get leaked. It'll be like, all right, great. That could have been an article. There'll be something about, like, when the players complained about getting booed that game we were at. There'll be yeah. something about that that, that nobody has heard before, and, and that'll be it. It'll go around and on Twitter, and everybody will forget about it. Yeah, nobody asked the follow-up questions. They're going to – I think it's just a matter of when – not if for DFA Donaldson, like if if all these other guys are healthy, I feel like he's got to be DFA by June. Although Cashman is a stubborn motherfucker, man. For, have you ever heard that guy say I've made a mistake or I fucked up because I never have? No, I mean, and, and that is the thing that. um, You know, scares me the most is like we may not swallow our pride on that and say, you know, they're, they're like, there'll always be something. There'll always be like someone will get injured or and it'll be like, oh, well, you know, what are we going to do with the roster spot? Yeah, no. And you look at it. I think it's IKF Donaldson and Hicks make around 40 million between them or maybe a little less, like 35, 36 million. And well, you think about it. Donaldson's 25, like 25. Hicks is well, we're 10. paying 25. He makes 27. But yeah, we're paying 25, 10 and an 11. So, yeah, it's 41. <sighs> I mean, you think about what like pretty much forty million dollars essentially down the drain. You're getting a little bit of value here and there, but pretty much forty forty million 
down the toilet and you think about i mean that could be a year of trey turner that could be like you think about the other guys that yeah i mean that. so i don't think that i don't think ikf at six million dollars i don't think it's the best contract in the world but i don't think it's it's the least of our problems. of those three of those three it's the, of it's just like problem. in general just like hey he's a guy who can play three infield probably he could play Has he ever played second uh, I don't know. I would assume. But no, for, for a guy that can He's play short like and third. like 40 games at catcher. Like, yeah, for a guy that can play short and third, okay. Like, I'm not going to sweat yeah. the $6 million for him. But the yeah. other two are, are horrible albatross. Yeah, you don't want your fourth or even fifth outfielder making $10 million. And then you don't want a third baseman who can't do shit. Like, and, like, I get it. I was fine with the move last year. But the lack of course correction – like, I was fine with it. Like, hey, we're going to make this move. We got this guy who won a gold glove who's coming who's coming in. Really, we traded for two third basemen. Like, that's all that happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then and we traded for Ben, whatever the fuck his name is, who doesn't play. <laughs> I think he played like one spring training game. And it's like his appendix is going to burst or something. Yeah, he's never played a major league game where he missed the whole last year. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's bizarre. It's bizarre, man. What do you think? Uh, I guess they're just gonna go with with Montas and Rodon out. It'll be Herman four, Clark five. I mean, Schmidt was shoving the other day, five shutout innings. My my dad's texting me, oh, maybe his mound presence has improved. I'm like, okay, I mean, I'll believe it when I see it in a real game. Yeah, but, for this inning, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, we're gonna see. Yeah, I mean that's what we're gonna see. We're gonna be we're gonna start off. It's gonna be what Cole, Sevy, Nestor, Herman, Schmidt, Schmidt, and like we don't know when Rodon's coming back. What what's the latest on that? It said, like a mid, month? It said mid mid April, end of April, but I I'd be surprised if it was before May first. He started playing catch. Already. I mean, he started playing catch. He's got to ramp up. So we're probably looking at like late April. Yeah. So by then you're looking to bump one person out of the rotation. Probably Schmidt because he has options and Herman doesn't. Yeah. Or. Yeah, because then I think you're also probably trying to. I mean, who even knows with these fucking guys? Are they trying to showcase Herman for a trade? Is this we have Herman for one more year after this? I think this is his second to last. Did he get a year of service time for the year he was suspended? That's a good question, actually. No, I don't think you don't. Does. Right? Okay. Yeah, no, you don't get it for domestic violence. I didn't think so. Suspensions. Yeah, he'll be a free agent for 2025. Okay, so we have two two more years of him. And it's like, what is his market realistically? Because it does follow him anywhere. Like, if you trade, if he goes out there and he's 10 and 0 in 10 starts. It's still going to be like whoever Detroit Tigers trade for domestic violence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're getting a discount for sure. For It's like yeah. when we traded, we got Chapman for nothing originally in 2015. It was because of that. Yeah, no, there will be there will be a discount there. But again, now we're out of like we've already had the two starters go down. There's no other Schmitz or Hermans waiting. Like, I don't even know who the next start. Debbie. <laughs> Debbie. I honestly forget that he's even in the organization. Like we have, I got reminded the- when he got sent to minor league camp. 
Oh, the 16 year olds comparing him to Pedro. That was just, that was just something else. <laughs> yeah. Like, did he even pitch in a, in like camp? Like, 10 ERA last year. It's like 12 years, something crazy. Like, the wheels fell off fucking yeah. quick. I yeah. got, he pitched in four games, nine, nine and a third innings. <laughs> and he had a, um, a 193 ERA with a 118 whip. In minor really? league camp this year? No, no, no. In major league games this year. Oh, in spring training. Okay. Yeah. But like last year in the minors, he had like a seven or eight ERA or something really bad. Yeah. It's. I mean, yeah. Oh, the like the wheels were falling off. Yeah. I yeah. remember just like from afar, like catching updates, and it was just like some gurus coming in, like they were really trying to turn him around. And it just wasn't happening. Yeah, but from a from just a logjam standpoint, they're not going to make a trade. You are, once opening day starts, there's no trades. I For guess a while. It, yeah, so I'm thinking July would be if they're going to get rid of Glaber or move somebody. You think it'd be around? Probably won't be till the deadline. Yeah, yeah. I mean because and with you know with the expanded playoffs, there's going to be less trades, and then you have to look at it from a midseason standpoint. Who has who needs a second baseman that's having who knows what kind of season he's going to have and has an additional number three starter? Yeah, right. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, the the Bader for Montgomery trade was kind of random and out of nowhere. It could be could be something like that. Like they could trade him for a pitcher who we don't even know his name right now. I mean, nobody was expecting us to trade Montgomery for Bader. It could be something like that. Yeah, but I don't think like, and maybe it's because I'm a little too close to Glaber. I don't think Bader and Glaber are viewed the same across the league. Like Glaber's a two-time All Star. It's been a while, but he's a two-time All Star. When he gets the, you know, we didn't trade for Bader because it was like, oh, we think there's a thing we can fix with him and it'll like turn around. Which so we don't have a center fielder. We need a center fielder. Your guy's got a boot on. And like he already knows how to get to the stadium because he's from here. <laughs> um, whereas like Glaber, if he's not having a great season, um, I think you're going to like maybe someone thinks that they can fix him in that one year. And so like they'd have to be in contention. I I just think that. I think Cashman has fucked this up so bad, like impossibly bad. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, too many guys for for too few spots. And again, we like again anybody can you know the goldfish can give Aaron Judge the most money. A goldfish can give Rodon the most money. It takes a real GM to actually maneuver pieces on the roster and find fits and extract value for assets. Like that's the whole fucking point of being a GM. And to this point with this roster, he has not done that yet. No, he he hasn't at all. We are we're further away from winning a World Series than we were in 2017. And that's like when this, this window opened, you know what I'm waiting for? And I guess it did happen in 2017, but when's our like overachieving, like the Phillies last year, like 85 wins. They're an average third place team. They go on a tear in the playoffs and go to the postseason. Like that never, that never happens to us. Shane Spencer. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> 25 years ago. Yeah. Or like the Braves, the year they won, they won like 88 games. Like when, when's that going to happen to us? Well, because our guys, well, like we had Judge, we had Sanchez, we had Glaber to, you know, to a certain extent. So like that was 2017. We're playing guys out of position. You know, we were, we're one game away from making it to the World Series. And then like, who knows what happens? You know, we, we match up well against the Astros the same way we would have matched up well against the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. After seven games, who knows with the arms, like, you know, we always run into that. Um, (laughs) and now it's like, yeah, it's exciting. Like, yeah, we have like three guys who are maybe ready to come to the major leagues who weigh a combined 550 pounds. Like they're all the Astros, the blue, the, the, uh, Braves, the Phillies, like they are kind of rolling guys out there who is like, Oh, well here's a 225 pound man built of muscle. And we're just like, ah, we got a guy who's like five, nine and like 160 soaking wet. Um, can't hit his way out of a, a brown paper bag. One thing I do like about, about Volpe on top of like, obviously he's playing well is if you notice his home runs and like you, you don't really see a lot of it because the camera follows it. He's running out of the box. It oh, reminds yeah. me very much of Jeter. Mm-hmm. And I know like, that's always who you get, you know, everyone compares to, um, you know, whether judge got compared to him, anybody who comes up to this, but that is on top of all the off field things they talk about is he hits a ball deep but he's out of the box. He's, you know, he's excited to be there. He's trying to make the most of the opportunity. 
And I always think that that is um, great because, you know, when, when we're down late in the game, like that's going to carry over. That's going to help spark something. And I think that should feed into the decision of like, does he make the team or not? Oh, no, absolutely. And it's very refreshing because we have, I mean, Hicks and Donaldson specific and Glaber, they pimp warning track balls like pretty consistent yeah. Donaldson did it in the playoffs and got thrown out like it, it's impacting the team so you know if Volpe can come up and kind of change that culture and Boone has clearly shown that he's not going to say anything or discipline them for it Again, never going to pull someone off the field no, Donaldson did it in a playoff game cost them a run didn't even get a talking to as from what we've from what yeah. we know so it's great if Volpe can come up and kind of change that culture judge kind of does the same thing judge Every once in a while on a walk off, he'll pimp it a little bit, but generally he just he runs out of the box on. His yeah, he runs. Th- and I mean, judge judge knows it's a home run or it's not a home run. He's very rarely wrong on that um, just because of like he's such a mountain of a man. But like he hits a lot of balls into the gap and and he's out there and he's doing it and he just hit 62 home runs. So there is a little bit of the, you know, I don't need him busting it down the line for 162. You know, I, I need him for the playoffs, mm-hmm. but for guys like Donaldson, like, yeah, you're, you're just, you're not getting that. And so if Boone isn't going to do that, I, you kind of need the spark plug kid to, to go out there and like, and shape things. And I don't know, maybe you could talk to Volpe and you have him in this, like, Hey, you understand, like you're going to move around a bit, but I don't want him. Like if he's on the roster opening day, he needs to be in the lineup opening day. I agree. I agree. Can't have him sitting on the bench. And a guy who won't be on the roster on opening day, but had a damn impressive spring. Jason Dominguez hit 450, couple home runs. I think he had a 600 on base percentage. The kid, you don't need to be an expert scout or an analytical master to watch this kid play and know that he's probably going to be a stud. I mean, he is strong as shit, fast as shit, definition of a five-tool guy. I think there's a chance we see him at, at the end of this year. That's the guy who gets called up later this year, but still has his rookie eligibility next year and could win a rookie of the year. But at the same time, and I know like I am kind of Debbie Downer about these things lately. He hit he had four home runs off of minor league pitchers. Uh, one of them was off of Phillies major yes. league reliever. Yes. And it, so, they were all crushed to like crushed 450 yeah. plus. I mean, all of if you're facing guys who are working on their shit and they're and a lot of them are minor leaguers, you should crush it. Also hit 450. I mean, he got he, a hit every other at bat, basically. He did. He did. I th- And I think it's exciting. And, you know, he stole a base. Um, he didn't strike out a lot. Only had three strikeouts. He drew some walks. That's a big thing I look at. Like, Volpe's got seven walks. Dominguez had three. Um, you want to see that because they're not getting, like, too caught up in the – like right, they're not it, immature and chasing it. Ever. Right, it shows yeah, maturity in a way. Like Florial, like this. If this is like Florial's last chance. He's batting 182. He's got five walks. But he's got 14 strikeouts. Yeah, I don't know why. I clearly they don't believe in him. I want. I don't even know why he's still around. To be honest, like they've never really given him a full, a full chance. It's clearly not going to work out. I here, think right? he was going to maybe like get a shot in 19, and then he broke his wrist. I was at that game. He broke it in spring training. Right. Oh, right. And then there was a year. What was the year when they all had COVID and Greg Allen? Greg Allen was playing. 
yeah. judge and they all had COVID and he still really didn't get like the guy has never really gotten much of a. It just hasn't translated from the low minors up. Yeah, it just didn't. It, it hasn't worked out. And yeah, like he's a guy who honestly like could make the roster even though he sucks because of injuries. Yeah, and they're they're short. They're short on outfielders, heavy on infielders. Weird. It's a weird. It's a weird roster, man. It's a really weird. It's a really weird roster. It sucks. Rodon isn't going to be ready. I was really fired because he was really the only addition. Yeah. That we made to the entire club. Like I was really excited to see him take the ball. You know that first second game's always on a Saturday, four o'clock start. I was pretty fired up for that. Um, hopefully. Hopefully mid-April. I am going to go to, I think, Camden Yards Easter weekend. I think I did some maneuvering, and I'll be able oh, yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah. Are you staying down there? No. So there's a, there's actually an Amtrak 11 at, 11 at night that comes back to Trenton, and it's so I can basically leave leave the yard at 10 o'clock with the new pitch clock. I could be you know in bed by 1, 1.30. I'm not going to lie. I've I've been thinking about it a little bit. That same that same game. Saturday night, yeah, yeah. Sundays just, obviously Sundays out because it's Easter, and then the Thursday is their opening day. It's a middle of the day game. I can't do our opening day and their opening day and miss two days of work. But that that Saturday night, it's gonna be it's probably gonna be cold. But yeah, I, I've I've thought about it. It uh, I'm I'm still you know. I'd still have a lot of research to do, but it's something I have thought about because I did see that there is a um, there's oh no that's at night that's in the morning. Dude, you can it, get the same Amtrak. There's a ten fifty one. Yeah, that's mine. You could that take it to Wilmington. Get me into Wilmington at eleven thirty eight, and like right. I'm then I'm in I'm home by midnight. Exactly, man. And honestly, a I'm coach, breaking my co- original oh, God, a coach God. ticket a coach yeah. ticket yeah. on that right now, unless this is. It's five dollars. I got mine for ten. They're doing crazy rates for the late night. Yeah, and mine's going to Trenton, so it's more than you. But I might buy. I might buy this ticket just to like, just in case. Exactly. It's five dollar lottery ticket. You can also, if you don't end up going, not that it. I mean, you could just put it towards another trip. Yeah. And even if you make the effort for that, but <laughs> what, what um, if I want to use points? <laughs> like, what does that cost? Four points. <laughs> I don't have tickets yet, by the way. So keep me posted. I'm breaking my rule, and I'll tell you why. I looked at these. I went on Orioles.com as soon as I wanted to go, as I always do, to pick out the exact seats that I want to sit in and start to visualize it. They are, like, pricing through the roof. Like, where I normally sit for, like, 40 50 bucks, 110 120 And I'm thinking, this is a holiday weekend. It's going to be freezing. There's not going to be high demand. For the Saturday night game, I think I'm going to wait it out and go against go against everything that I believe in ticket wise. So I could be getting some last minute tickets with you. Yeah, we'll see. I got to I we're we're trying to sort out what's supposed to happen here for for Easter. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm campaigning for not going anywhere. So. How far is your house from Wilmington? Like how? Uh, like 25 minutes. Oh, so that'd be a really easy trip for you. Yeah, like if I'm t- taking the train anywhere, I'm going out of Wilmington. That's pretty okay. That's pretty pretty doable. And again, I I don't think like I do not think there's going to be high demand. First of all, why is the game at seven o'clock on a Saturday in early April? They couldn't make that the at four. Are there. Make it at four. 
four is a nice slot. They're trying to get freezing, anyone there. Freezing, dude. It's going to be cold. I agree. Um, yeah, I just don't know, like, where the where this roster is going to go. One good thing is that we haven't lost anyone to injury because of the World Baseball Classic. Yes, yeah. Which no, has been nice. That's true. Like, watching the Edwin Diaz thing and, um, you know, the Internet's been kind of on fire for it. I agree. I had tweeted out. I think we can all agree that the World Baseball Classic is fun and exciting, especially if none of your players are playing in it and there's no risk of injury unless you cheer for a shit team. And then, like, you're just excited to see your players like playing anything that matters. Like, if I'm an Angels fan, I'm like, yeah, fucking Trout, Otani, like, light it up. I hope they play in the championship game as a Yankee fan. I want to know. What benefit it was for Higgy to go there? He hasn't had an at bat since March fifth. Yeah, I saw. It's been more that. than two weeks without him taking a competitive at bat. I know he's our backup catcher. I know we don't expect a ton out of him, but how does that help us win a World Series? It doesn't. It doesn't at all. But look, there, like you said, there's worse things than our backup catcher not getting the Diaz thing was. So, so perfect. it really was like the Mariano torn ACL shagging fly balls, like eerily similar beginning of the season team with high expectation like that. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's weird, like the way it happened, because they had like that circle going around. It's weird to see an injury like that and not see it happen like it happened on camera, but we also didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. It was just like they opened up and he's on the ground. And that is similar to um, who the hell is the guy on? Um, he was on the Angels and he hit the walk off home run, jumped on the plate and broke his Hendry's leg. Morales, yeah, Hendry, yeah, 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 great Yankee for two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, it's a freak. It's a freak thing. And then Altuve gets hit on the hand was it two nights ago, and he's gonna miss two months. So, and that's awesome. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't, I don't feel bad. For That's fine. I hate when people are like, oh, you can never, like, you always have to feel bad. You think I feel bad for a $20 million a year guy that cheated to beat us? No. Yeah, I don't feel – that ball could have had – I'm not going to finish that statement. Um, But, <laughs> like, yeah, no, I don't feel bad for it. I will – I mean, I at times I'm rooting for injuries for other guys. <laughs> like, people are getting very upset. An issue I have is so, like – Edwin Diaz goes down, right? If you were a Mets fan, you're allowed to say whatever the hell you want on, you know, but all the other people are like, oh, this is so tragic. Like, who knows what's going to happen? Shut up. Shut the fuck up. If you have nothing to do with this team, you're just like, I'm a baseball fan. Want the best competition out there. You know who else wanted the best competition? The fucking Eagles at halftime. They didn't want Mahomes (laughs) to be hurt. Now fucking they don't want to win this way. Yeah, no, wait, fuck, let them all get injured. But, like, just this outpouring of, like, oh, my God. Like, I thought – I saw the reactions. I didn't know what happened because, also, I'm an American. So I was watching Team USA playing on Fox Sports 1, not the end of a game on FS2. I don't even know if I get that channel. <laughs> so I saw all this – I saw, like, oh, no, Edwin Diaz. And I thought, like, oh, did he blow a huge lead again? Is he Ed Luz Diaz, as Frank the Tank would say? Um, or like then I saw like Mormon. I was like, oh, did was there a gunman in the stadium? Did someone come in with a gun and murder this guy? 
oh no, he was he was hopping around with his friends and hurt his knee. Let's pump the brakes on all the like sympathy for this guy. And he's still guaranteed twenty two million a year this year. Yeah, whether he's injured or not. And apparently, on top of that, Steve Cohen sent his own personal chef to his house to like take care of him and all these physical therapists. The guy's fine. Like, I'm sorry, I'm never gonna feel bad. Like, yeah, guys. yo, it sucks. I've had yeah. three knee surgeries. That sucks. I had my first knee surgery at like 40 grand a year. My first one, my second at like 55 grand a year. It was never 20 million a year. <laughs> yeah, must have been a while ago. The first two, I, I, I didn't. The third one's more recent. That's right, why right. I, we I won't disclose that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and then clearly, like a lot of these international countries care a lot more about the WBC, which is great. Do. Yeah. 48% of Japan was like, was watching a game. That's great. But what's Japan the size of Florida? <laughs> you know, and none of our pitchers care. I mean, Wheeler, Cole, Verlander, Scherzer, none of them are pitching. None of them give a shit. No, no. Cause they're trying to win a world series. Right. <laughs> and so like, I think that it's good. And I think if players go like great, I don't want any of my players going. I will watch the, I mean, the championships Tuesday night. I'll probably, I'll throw it on. I'll throw on some of it. Maybe. But like, maybe. I'm not planning my life around it. Not at all. How do, can you imagine if Cole was pitching in this, how freaked out we'd be like every pitch. I'd be like, yeah, oh. no, it's just not, not worth. And I, and again, I don't think that we are a team that has a world series team right now. Like, if you're a Mets fan, you thought, like, we... Yes, yes. You know? And losing your closer changes a lot. It does. It's it's also very... It's also just fragile mentally losing your closer because it's the ultimate safety net back end of the game. What do you think... I, I'm seeing a lot of buzz on Twitter. Oh, they should do this in November instead at the end of the season. But, like, does that even... Do you think that would make a difference? Like, I don't think players would want that. So they used to, I mean, maybe, I think they still do it. It just gets like very little press, but like during the like home run boom, we would like get a team of all stars essentially. And they'd go to Japan and play a bunch of games. Like Sammy Sosa went, I think Barry Bonds went. Yeah. They would get those games. They used to do it back when Babe Ruth played too, like kind of like a barnstorming thing. And they go over there and they play like, they play a game against like the I don't know how to say the town, so I'm not going to butcher it like the Giants in Japan. Mm-hmm. They play like exhibition games against like those teams. I mean, they're all exhibition games. And then they would play like a Japanese like all star team. But they did like a barnstorming thing. I believe they still do that. I COVID may have changed it. I feel like maybe it happened last year. Um, but it's like fucking nobodies now. Like it was like. There's a video like David Ortiz fucking just like murdering a ball like it's out funny. of the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> and like you just don't get that guy anymore to go. Yeah, yeah. And then if you think about when you do it in like November. You're not getting any free agents. Some All of the right. best players haven't been playing for a month, month and a half. Yeah. So it's like it's not the same. And at the end of the day, I think like the prize pool for this is like fourteen million dollars, like between everyone. Like you're not gonna get, like these guys aren't w- getting a ton for it. And like I get it, like you represent your country, 
in what? Like not the Olympics. You're representing them in like a marketing thing. It's like as being like, no, I'm a great Christian because I celebrate Christmas <laughs> with the fucking Coca-Cola polar bears. <laughs> like, you know, it's the same. It's yeah, just yeah. It's just marketing. Yeah, no, it's funny because now I realize because Nestor was going to do it, got hurt, and Higgy did it, and they're both like guys making the minimum. So that makes sense that there's money involved, whereas Cole doesn't have the incentive to go or Rodon or Judge or any of the big money guys. So that makes that makes a lot more sense. And I get – listen, hey, you get told like, hey, you get to go play on this all-star team. You know, it's like the all-star game. Like I would prefer if no Yankees played in the all-star game. Yeah. Make the team and then don't go. So it's the same thing. Like, it's exciting. You're going to be around other guys. Maybe you can learn something. Like, we've seen how, like, you know, Mariano showed Roy Holiday how to throw a cutter. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you get those interactions and, like, they're good. But, like, they're good for, like, a, a three-day break in the middle of the season where maybe you're going to throw 12 pitches at most or get two at-bats and then get out of there uh, compared to, I mean, this is weeks away from the team. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, Glaber is not playing for Team USA, but Glaber's there. Yeah. That's not a guy that I need not focused. Like, I, <laughs> like, yeah. kind of worst person to think of, like, oh, who do you want to not really be focused about the season? It's like probably Domingo Herman and then Glaber Torres. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I can't argue. Is Venezuela still? No, it's just, who's left? Is Venezuela still it's, in it? I think it's Japan versus Mexico tonight. Okay. And, and then the winner, winner plays that us. plays us. Yeah. Gotcha. You can see how see how locked in I am. I did. I've probably watched maybe 20 minutes total of it. And one of them was the Trey Turner Grand Slam on or was it Friday night, Saturday night? That was cool. I throw it out. So I've been binging succession. OK, because um, the last season starts next Sunday and my wife watches. I never watched it. So I'm like halfway through season three now. So we'll do like we get the girls to bed. At like 7.30. We'll do two episodes. That gets us till 9.30 and I throw on the game for like a oh, half hour. Okay. Then I'm asleep. That's cool. That's cool. Or if like we're doing nothing, I'll see like, you know, I'll throw on the beginning. But like some of these games we've been – I feel like every time I turn on the game, we're just like blowing teams out. Like we're up 9 nothing in the first inning the other night. Oh, yeah. They crushed. And also the other thing is that they're not using the new rules, so they're a little bit slower. You're, yeah. You might have time to keep binge watching your show after Yankee games if they all end at 9.30. You know, get another half hour hour in. Yeah, well, I'll be I'll be caught up with succession by that. Who knows what I'm going to watch next? But, yeah, no, I'm watching. I've watched a little bit of spring training. I've watched a little bit of WBC. Give me the pitch clock. Give me the pitch clock. Get rid of the shift. I'm all for it. And, you know, there's now people I think like the latest argument is I think Trevor Plouffe put it out there. But I think Carabas showed like I texted you this idea. Um, is like do it for the regular season and then have no pitch clock for the postseason. That'd be to, great. Uh, no, I hate it. Really? Just play the same rules all year. Mm. Aside from the the Ghost Runner, play the same rules. I don't need you to build up the tension. The spring, the postseason games start so late as it is. Like oh, when it's like the most exciting. That's when you don't want kids to be able to watch. Yeah, you want to make uh... sure they can watch on a Tuesday in May but not like the biggest games that you're not going to start until eight o'clock, which is really like eight 30 by first pitch. No, keep that shit moving. I don't need tension. 
I don't need stress to build up. I got enough of that shit in my life. I don't need the fucking Astros building it up for me. <laughs> You're right. And honestly, it's probably a competitive advantage for us. We've talked about it. Stanton doesn't leave the box. Judge doesn't leave the box. Cole works quick as shit. Nestor works quick as shit. Like, I don't see DJ's kind of slow. I, I was looking into this like ever after every pitch, he kind of walks around and and fucks around a little bit. Donaldson, he does that, too. Hopefully he's off the team. But again, our stars. <laughs> <laughs> our stars, like Judge and Stanton, just stay in the box, and and most of our stud pitchers work fairly quickly. Clay Holmes, really quick, quick worker as a closer. So, you know, hopefully it doesn't impact us. Because I was reading some local stuff from the Phillies, and like Harper takes a minute in between pitches, Schwarber takes a minute in, be- like all of their guys are slow as shit, and they're all kind of freaking out about it. I feel like our guys are pretty quick. Yeah, I I just like. And I get it. It's going to be an adjustment there. There may even be a game in April or May that's decided on like a walk off, you know, mm-hmm. a, a walk off walk or, you know, a guy a team of the bases loaded down by one, two outs. And like, up oh, you struck. Oh, there's going to be one night where we get completely fucked and everybody's freaking out one. But I think everyone will adjust I, in five years. That will be totally the norm and no one will talk about the old way. Yeah, you're you're probably right. This year, everybody will talk about it, and every team will get screwed once. We'll probably get a break. We'll probably be up 3-2, bases loaded at Fenway or something, and, you know, the guy doesn't get in the box quick enough, and we escape with a win. It's going to – it should even out for the most part. Listen, they'll talk about – people will be talking about it, and they'll talk about it on the radio, and I'll hear it on the radio, and it'll be 945, and I'm on the Jersey Turnpike already. And I'll be fine with that. <laughs> no, no, that's exactly right. And one more, just one more quick thing that worries me with these new rules, like Aaron Boone being the guy that needs to teach everybody the new rules and go over situations where they're going to come into play and like practice for it. I have no confidence in that. Like, I think the Yankees might be one of the slower teams to adapt because nothing about our, nothing about Aaron Boone is proactive. Nothing. He's hey, a reactive a- guy. That's just how it is. You know, you got to get in the box, get out there and play. I'm feeling really good about the guys. I think they're they're counting down. They're seeing the countdown. It's going. They know by eight and just we got to be better. And there's a listen. These guys can count and they can tell time. And I'm seeing a, a lot. of Listen, Hixie is getting in there. Hixie's in that box at 10. And, you know, it's showing a lot of boom, really wants to be out there. He's so, over for you know, his last 50, but he knows he knows that. Pitch yeah, clock. but he hasn't gotten an automatic strike like that's going to be a thing at some point. Like we <laughs> haven't seen an automatic. We just lost seven in a row, but like we haven't seen an automatic strike. He'll do that for Donaldson for sure. He'll, he, You're right. He will. At some point when he's like, oh, for 27. He'll talk about how his pace in the box. Yeah, he's like been, you know, it's been an adjustment. His pace in the box has really stepped up. I think it's going to be good. And no one will press him on that. No one will be like, nope. he's batting 085, Aaron. <laughs> but we're insane. We're, we're the idiots. You got anything else? No. Did you see, uh, I mean, did you see Boone is doing his weekly hits on John Boy now? I did. They're paying him like 150 grand a year for that. We're, the media is changing, man. Like, if you would have told me five years ago that that would move from WFAN to John Boy, like, what a changing media landscape. Yeah, I mean, I think it my understanding of based on reading the articles is like Boone's people went to them. Because he said he wants to correct misconceptions or something, but the the John Boy guys are so pro 
Yankees. Like, I feel like they're really. I, I think this is going to be a challenge for them. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I listen, I, I love those guys. Mm. I think it's going to be a real challenge to balance between, you know, hey, we're fans and like we're in media and we're playing this game that everyone, you know, that Brian Hoke is playing and all that shit. Um, and like, hey, we're fans. And Jimmy talked about a little bit. I saw in a clip where he was just like, it's going to be tough because if and then there's also the element of like, well, we're paying you 150 grand or whatever it is to be here. Like you're being paid to do this. It is like it's almost like was it like five grand in appearance? Probably. Yeah. For You know, and it's probably yeah. 15 minutes. If so, that, yeah. you know, you're making yeah 10 minutes. So you're making twenty five hundred every five. You make five hundred dollars a minute throughout good the stuff. Season. It's good. Good Do day's that. work. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, my understanding was that Boone's people, I guess his manager trying to think of like new things were like, what if we floated to these guys? They probably have the money. They have the investors. Billy Crystal cut them a check. So it'll be really interesting to see what they do, because I think if, you know, when you get Boone for an interview, I was just like, you're a podcast, you're a media network. Like, that's one thing when you're paying him to come there. And if he just goes like, yeah, I think Donaldson can point it or, you know, can turn it around. You're hoping that whether it's Jimmy or Jake, one of them says like, well, what points to that? Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Just like, tell me more than just like, hey, I feel it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're it, give me something more than blind optimism, Booney. Exactly. And yeah. And so that's that's what I hope that they uh, that they're able to do. But that's exciting for them. They're good. They're really good guys. Um, and like they've been able to do what they've done without any like controversy or or anything at all, which is really no hiccups. Yeah, no. I mean, my favorite out of like the whole thing, like I'm very happy for them, and they did is just watching like Joe's McFly like just live his best life. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like a dude from the Bronx who like, hey, I like baseball, so I'm doing that. He's always happy in every video. He's always having fun. I'm playing Blitzball. Uh, he's into like video games, so he gets to do that. He's doing the fucking anime stuff, like everything he wants to. I don't get that. I could never do the. He's like filming himself for every pitch in case something happens at a game, or like the constant live streams. I could never do that. So more power to him. I don't understand why anyone watches really like any live stream streams of another person watching a game, but like watching him grow has been like so much fun. Yeah, no, it's been a, it's been a party. All off of that uh, was it the Devers home run off of Chapman where he like lost his shit. Yeah, and I said in the first year of the show, like Keith had said something about him, and I was like, I mean, that's a guy who went viral because the Yankees lost the game. Like, I'd love to see what he actually like does with it. And like he he ran with the opportunities around the stadium, met those guys, carved out a path for himself. So like, it's cool to see that happen compared to you see a lot of other people get even like bigger opportunities and not do anything with it. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, so cool to see. Cool to see. Yeah, I guess that's what we got. You can follow Nick on Twitter at nkirbyny. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx. Follow the show at George's Box Pod. Tweeted out for questions late, so we didn't uh, get any. But I mean, we're getting close. We've got what, one more of these before there's real baseball. Yeah, maybe we'll do some like formal prediction. Maybe we'll do some. Pre- I'll do some prep for next week. We've just been coming on here. You've been traveling spitting. for work. You're a busy yeah. guy. Yeah, you know, an you important man. Baby. You got a yeah. lot of stuff, and I'm lazy. So <laughs> I'm over. I'm over doing a children's book. 
So, um, yeah. So, listen, we don't know what this roster is going to look like. Maybe next week we'll have a better idea. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Nick will be at opening day, and we'll see you there. Or we'll see you at the parade. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.